Hey there, welcome to Cageless, a conversation podcast about experiential wisdom and personal hope. I'm Jenny Johnson. I'm a writer and I'm asking experts, thought leaders, and my friends to share their knowledge and tools on how they found freedom. Hey, hi, hello, my friends. It has been a while since I've said that and also the first time that I've said that in my new apartment in Paris, which I have been listening to French people talk, obviously, for the past two months. But (laughs) trying to learn a new language and like imitate people who speak it natively really brings you brings you back down to earth, really, really humbles you. So like me saying petty instead of Paris, I just, I straight up feel silly saying it, but I'm going to continue to try my very best. Um, So much has happened since I last recorded a solo episode. I, as I mentioned, got a new apartment I am in an area that I never really pictured myself being in. It is much closer to the Eiffel Tower than I thought I would ever be. Very exciting. And I also have a French phone number now. One of two. Because it is important to me to stay connected to the United States and... All of the things and the people and the jobs and the situations that I'm connected to there. And I know it's really easy whenever you are transitioning out of something to kind of cut everything else off. Also, I want to apologize. I'm still a little bit nasally. I was sicker than I have been since I've had COVID this past week. I had COVID this past summer. Oh my gosh, it was awful. But like this past week, I got hit so bad with I'm pretty sure it was like a flu, but the doctor that I went to said, yeah, you have a viral infection. Here's some nose spray, which you know what? I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for nose spray and I'm grateful for rest. I spent an entire week resting and trying to get better. And by the grace of God today, I am starting to feel better. So please stay with me through my nasally uh, talking. (laughs) As I was saying, I got... A new French phone number. I have a French bank account now, which I wrote a piece this past week for International Women's Day on women and money and the very complex relationship that women have with money or rather money has with women. So I know all of these things might kind of seem trivial or not as big of a deal. I know when I talk to my grandma about them, she's like, that's great. And I'm like, oh, grandma, I wish that you knew how much work went into <laughs> getting a uh, new phone number, getting a bank account, getting an apartment as an expatriate in a different country. I've never settled down anywhere outside of the United States. So this was a brand new experience that I have been embarking on the past two months and I would be lying if I said that it wasn't stressful. Yes, it's fun, but I feel like I've been absolutely flooded with new experiences that I haven't created time to sit and breathe and really take in all of the things good and bad and scary and exciting kind of all at the same time and creating new routines and 
paces for myself has been, it's kind of been like an extracting of who I used to be. And I'm getting a little emotional thinking about it right now. Because like I said, I've never lived somewhere so far away from everything that I've ever known. Even when I moved away from living in Texas as a kid and teenager and a young adult, uh, living, I lived in Atlanta for a while and I lived in Los Angeles for a while. And both of those places, I at least kind of knew a couple of people or I familiarized myself very quickly. And they also all spoke English. <laughs> so being here has been really exciting, but I, as I've been learning a new land, I've been learning a new version of myself too. And it's hard to take care of yourself when you haven't met the new version of them yet. So learning what it looks like to be like a freelance artist, a writer. And today I was thinking about how it's really hard for people to reinvent themselves in this day and age because the culture that we live in is really, really good at boxing us in or saying, you know, you're this or you're that. You can't be both. Or if you are both, that is the label in of itself. And I grew up thinking, well, I grew up thinking that I was going to be an actress. So career-wise, I've always had that little tunnel in my mind that that was what I was going to be until it changed. And even though it did change to wanting to be more in like writing and directing, I also, you know, took a couple of side routes of I worked as a photographer for a while and I worked in vocational ministry in in Christian ministry I have worked for photography studios I have worked freelance for you know video production companies and things that have to do with marketing and as a freelancer there is no like straight narrow path to make ends meet and I have worked some with my dog, which is really exciting. His birthday is tomorrow. And I can't believe it's been five years that I have had this little baby. I am going to post some really cute pictures tomorrow. So I hope that you see those. But as I was saying, figuring out who you are and kind of your path, nothing is solidified in the world of someone who decides to not live the traditional lifestyle that, you know, is in my opinion easier and harder because I was in a relationship with someone when I was younger that it was very evident the things that he wanted out of his life and it was extremely traditional and very straightforward and I thought because how I grew up that was kind of categorized as good that that was the path that I should also take, even though there was something in me, obviously, as an as a young artist, I always wanted to be special and I always wanted to color outside of the lines. But I think there's a part of all of us that want to conform and want to be a part of that cookie cutter lifestyle of having a traditional job and a traditional marriage and a traditional, um, you know, religious view, a traditional social view, uh, you know, what your, 
what you think your bank account should look like, what you think your friendship should look like, what your relationship with your family should look like, but trying to keep up with the Joneses or keep up with what everyone else should want from you really just makes you miserable. And I think that your relationship with yourself and your higher power and the people that you love and trust are really what you should be focusing on, not necessarily what makes you happy, quote unquote happy. I'm using my little bunny fingers because happiness is fleeting. I think that you should focus on what life can you cultivate around what doesn't deplete you of joy. And as someone who I am approaching the age where a lot of people choose to get partners or get married or start having kids or settle into one specific job, it's been really hard for me to wrap my mind around who I'd like to become and not just who I would like to become, but who is God allowing me to be each day? And I have had a terrible case of imposter syndrome as well as, you know, I don't know, what would you call the syndrome of comparison? Comparing yourself to other people who are your age or are doing the same things that you're doing or things that you are wanting to do or things that you're not wanting to do that I have gotten lost in not being able to see who I am as a person, who I'm becoming every day. And I'm really proud of her. And I think that, you know, five-year-old me would be really excited to be tuning into every episode of my life today. So that's a little bit of self-reflection and things that are going on in my life in France on the interior side. But on the exterior side, I have been also kind of functioning more as a sponge rather than a pen lately. I've been trying my very hardest to take everything in and experience it rather than be the first person to write it down. I'm trying to be an active party in my life. And I think we should all be perceptive to the things that we are exposed to every day. What is it? You have a one in 400 trillion chance of being born So please be an active member in your life. Please notice the flowers. Please smell the rain. Please eat the food that makes you feel, not just feel good, but feel everything. And as someone who believes so deeply in the integration of relationships into one's life, I think that utilizing the people that you love to the extent that they are willing to give themselves and the extent that you you are willing to give yourself to them is the most beautiful part of being alive. And I went to church today, which is really, really, really sweet of God, I think, to give me the reality that I live around the corner from the American Church of Paris where they speak English, which is amazing. So many people in Paris speak English, but... It is nice to be a part of a community that does speak English and is also Christian, obviously. So I I went to church today and a part of the sermon had to do with lament. And I think to me, lament is more about presence than it is about 
looking into the past or being sad about whatever has already happened. And if you, if you can track with me, I think that being able to sit with God, all of the things that have already happened and how you feel in the very, very present moment is what is able to give you tools to propel to move forward. So allowing God to seep into my reality at least has been a new practice for me because I have been such a propeller forward into my life. And I think my prayer life has looked a lot like God, like, thank you for all the things that you've done. But like, also, can you just make sure that you listen to my hopes and dreams and things for the future? Thank you. And I don't think that that's how we are called to be in relationship with other people, first of all, or with our creator. Can you imagine if every time you sat down to coffee with a friend, you were like, yeah, I'm really grateful for all the fun times and the trips we went to the lake and all of the laughs that we've had and, you know, all those things are great, but I really want to focus on the future and let's plan more trips and let's plan more things to do. And I, I don't know, those those relationships to me don't seem very integrated and very deeply rooted. So what does it look like for you to deeply root into the person that you are in the place that you're at? What does it look like to invest in people in the present moment and be grateful for what you have rather than apologetic or also super grateful for the past or super excited or fearful for the future because your presence can exist inside either of those. Your presence exists in this moment. And yeah, my current moment of presence has been very integrated in food and learning about the French culture and the French food here. And that's why I moved is to be a part of the things that have been practices here for thousands of years. One of my recent fascinations, as many of you might know, is bread and learning how bread is made in the fermentation process. And there will be a video coming out very soon about this and a little bit of a behind the scenes look of something that has to do with bread. Very exciting. So if you like bread, stay tuned to that, but also just food in general and learning from the friends that I've made and the people that I've met here in France about what is food to French people? Why do you guys sit around for, you know, two to four hours at lunch and how are you not dying? How is your cholesterol not through the roof with all the butter that you use? So these are all questions that I have. And if you'd like to stick around to listen to the answers with me to them, I would love that too. Along with the French culture of each region of France is, is very different. And I live in Paris which is a major city, just like London, New York, Los Angeles, Tokyo. So a big city is a big city, but Paris is very unique and there's so much present culture here, not to mention all the beautiful historical past. But I'm learning how French women in particular act and speak and talk and how different it is from the roots of where I have lived and grown up in and there's a lot to be said 
And now that I'm a little bit more integrated into my little home with my little, my dog is not little. That's something else that I've learned about French culture and people and places. They can be very small and my dog is very big. It's a good life. We have found so much freedom in the present moment, I think, even though it's ironic that I have two phones now because I am the queen of boundaries with my technology. But that is where our favorite application comes in called freedom. And if you're like me, you might struggle to find healthy boundaries with with technology because to be quite honest, it is not easy in today's world because we are constantly bombarded with distracting messages and notifications and the way that the algorithm completely memorizes who you are and what you're interested in. But there is a system in place that allows you to take back from all of this noise Freedom is a website and app blocker that has been such a game changer for me. I can set blocking times for certain apps and websites during the designated hours of the day. For me, that's usually the morning time because I really like to focus on journaling and praying and meditating in the mornings, focusing on the present moment rather than where I need to go for the rest of the day and has allowed me to have a relationship with my devices that is not one-sided or controlling. It's been so helpful for my mental health and clarity. So if you want to try Freedom for yourself, click the link in the show notes and use code CAGELESS for 10% off your purchase. That's C-A-G-E-L-E-S-S, CAGELESS. So I also think that it's really fun that Freedom and cageless, like a cageless bird, you know, Emily Dickinson, what this entire podcast was named after. (laughs) A lot of different things, but it's important for me to live inside the mission statement of what this podcast is. And that includes technology freedom, that includes freedom with my time, with my relationships, with my career. And Part of freedom is traveling for me, obviously, and that's why I'm also really excited to tell you about a culinary tour that I will be going on, and I'd love for you to come with me too. This May, I will be going with Let's Eat the World to the south of France for one week and exploring all of the things that I love, including wine, food, land in Uzes. So if you would like to come with me on a seven-night, six-day, hands-on cooking with a personal chef and tour guide excursion, go to the show notes, sign up, mention that I sent you, Jenny Johnson from Cageless, and I will see you there. If you've never taken a cooking class or gone to a different country to take a cooking class, cannot recommend enough. All of my travels have been amazing, but by far my favorite memories, especially the ones in this past year, have been through cooking because, as I mentioned, I love education and I love learning how to create and cultivate nutrition for yourself from professionals and people from different cultures. So I love you guys. I'm so grateful that I got a moment to catch up. I created a moment because we create our time and what a privilege it is 
to have the opportunity to talk with you. I love you. Keep learning. Keep loving each other. Keep learning and loving with me, I hope. I am now going to sign off with something that I learned from someone who is French. And so instead of saying I love you again, I'm going to say bisous, which means kisses. (laughs) Bisous. Bye, guys.